Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host, Dee. Let's see where this story takes us. that little bit of musical break i am again with max galliardo and if you would like to follow him please vi- visit the website thebigfatvoice.com he hosts a podcast with the same name you can access his social medias facebook like page instagram and all that jazz uh max please tell us a little bit about your podcast oh um thank you thank you very much first of all and mm-hmm. um uh well the podcast uh, the, the idea of the podcast um, started like uh, much before than the post than, than the podcast itself mm-hmm. and it's uh, like a, a mirror of of my life it's like a container in which uh, i'm talking about uh, music mm-hmm. artists voice 
psychology, mm-hmm. counseling, mm. and uh, all the knots connected uh, of all the topics. So uh, the psychological side of performing, mm-hmm. uh, I, I interviews, uh, I interview uh, singers, uh, artists, uh, no matter what kind of of art, of music, of performance mm-hmm. uh, art, uh, and and um, and also the counseling and psychological bioenergetic part. So it's uh, it's basically a, a space, a kind of not in control, but mm-hmm. uh, like my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the moment, it's. Uh, uh, mainly in Italian, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm thinking of uh, uh, making it bilingual. Oh, cool! And uh, and at some point, so yes, yeah. please ch- check it, check it out, and uh, and yeah. let me know. Yeah, right on, please. Thank you. TheBigFatVoice.com. TheBigFatVoice.com. Thank you. Excellent. Right on, but. For right now, what we're going to do is we're going to get into the story. Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, God. I'm very, (laughs) very much looking forward to that. Excellent. Okay. Here is Other Max. The stirred energy of the collection of Italians filing onto the aircraft fills the air with electricity. Adults finagle their luggage into overhead compartments filling the bins with jackets, shopping bags, carry-ons, gifts. Chatter rumbles throughout the cabin. Flight attendants aboard the plane are directing traffic, helping people into their seats, encouraging the timid. Other Max makes his way quietly to his seat. The life about the aircraft is vibrant and familiar. He is lost in his thoughts, though. London. The memory of moments sipping black espresso at the cafe just two days prior taunts him, dancing in his mind. He moves slowly now, distracted. He lifts his bag and opens the bin above his seat. He stares for a moment, motionless. The line of people shuffling to their seats pauses and watches him admire the emptiness of the overhead bin. His mind is filled with curiosity, coping with the weight on his heart. Stai bene, signore? questions a young man on his way to his seat. Snapping to, Other Max apologizes, placing his bag in the bin and takes his seat at the window. He stares blankly out the window, trying to recreate the moment burned into his mind. Okay, think, Other Max, think. You're wearing your gray slacks. You have the long sleeve black shirt and the scarf. Always with the scarf. Why do I always wear the scarf? I do love that scarf. Focus. Slacks. Shirt. Scarf. You're drinking espresso. Just a little sugar. Just a little. The table was small, yes? Well, big enough for you and another person. Okay, we're sitting at the window. I am like a pie, no? Sitting in the window, staring out. Even now. Hmm, he utters to himself. Are you talking to me? Asks a young woman in her early 30s. Her wild and curly hair hangs over her face as she leans in to slide the seatbelt aside and take her seat next to Max. Oh, no, I'm, I'm so sorry. I was just thinking about a moment yesterday. I was thinking about maybe I could relocate to the uk for a little while london specifically london oh heavens no don't do it we're going to italy do you do you live there she questions other max sighs softly yes yes i do i think i might i think it might be time for a change oh really that's that's so funny i am moving to italy for the same reason i've spent my whole life in london and i think i'm missing something in my life i don't know what it is 
but I think it is time for me to do something different. My name is Kiara. Nice to meet you. She smiles quickly and nods. Kiara, hello. I'm, I'm Other Max. Pleasure. As abruptly as it began, the conversation ends. The two look ahead for a moment, glance at each other, and each retreats to their comfort. Kiara to her book, Other Max out the window. There's a ding that rings out in the cabin, and the fastened seatbelt light goes out. The plane erupts as the passengers gather their things, loudly chatting across the aisles, clumsily retrieving luggage. Other Max patiently waits in his seat and watches as everyone makes their way up and off the airplane. Kiara waves as she exits. Ex Excuse me, sir. You must exit. Is everything okay? Inquires the flight attendant. Curious, she presses. Do you need help getting off the plane? Is someone here who can help you? I'm fine. I just... I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. Or if I should have stayed in London. You know how the morning always has a moment of twilight just before the dawn? The sky is slightly lit, but there is no sun. I'm here in beautiful Genoa, my beautiful and beloved Italy, and it is lit, but... And you can see its beauty, but there is no sun. My heart is the sun, and I am Italy. I am twilight. I am in this moment living with no heart. Perhaps I left it in London. Perhaps it hides somewhere else, ponders other Max. He holds his glasses in one hand gently and wipes away, barely forming tears with the other. Maybe it's time for me to go on an adventure. Maybe my, I am my own treasure and I need to find it. Well, that sounds nice, sir, but do you need help getting off the plane? I cannot help you find your heart, but I can assist you with exiting the plane and perhaps call someone to help you find your way home. Would you like that? Other Max smiles and offers a cheeky exhale. <sighs> no, I'm fine to get home. I'm just finding myself on a tightrope. I do not know if the other end of the tightrope is where I want to go or back the way I came or, and not to sound morbid, but perhaps even the ground below. We shall see. Thank you. He stands, ducking his head so as not to bump it on the hanging overhead bin, retrieves his bag, and slowly walks the lit path to the exit of the plane. Some time passes. Signore, would you like more wine? Inquires the server. Si, grazie. This is the best spot here to see the sun setting, no? Asks an eager other Max. Yes, of course. If you sit here, you can head over in front of the Catedral di Parma. Stand on the steps there and you can see the sunset. It's very beautiful. Content. Other Max thanks his server and returns to his book. This book has no words. It helps him exercise his imagination whenever he feels stuck. It has a title on the cover that refers to nothing and an image that is very simple. Inside are 200 blank but numbered pages. The reader is meant to dream up stories or fill their mind with memories and take note of each page as they do so they create and maintain mental markers. He thumbs page 32. Each embossed number has a slightly different tactile feel, giving each page a uniqueness. The three on this page is much larger than the two. This is where he begins his memory of Charlie and the life they built for almost 10 years. He slides his fingers up and down the page. His mind creates lines of dialogue. Images flash before him. He closes his eyes and follows the story as it takes him from their first date so many years ago, through the ups and downs. He watches in his mind as it begins to break down. Breathing sharply in, he flips to page 51. Other Max slides his number over the five first, and then the one. This page's numbers are the width of the page, stretching from the spine to the page's foredge. As he slowly drags his fingers along the number, he's reminded of his years as a baritone. All the years touring and singing, Le Filmont begins to play in his mind. 
An image of Cadigan Hall takes shape. His muscle memory is activated. His abs engage. His back is firmly upright. He hums along in tune, but no louder than a whisper. He lingers on this page and the several that follow, reminding himself of the beautiful life he's lived. Other Max's eyes open, and as the darkness of night rolls in like clouds, the sun slowly descends from the heavens and kisses the base of the horizon. Vibrant shades of orange fill the expanse of the skies, rising like flames from beyond Vescovado Parma, dancing listlessly as they reach for the stars. He sits alone at a table set for one. He reaches out and places his hand where his partner might be, running his fingers along the edge of the small table. He absorbs a tactile sensation, lifting his fingers periodically to rub the tips against each other. He pulls his hand back and rests his chin on his palm while gazing out the window of Angeol Dior. He flips through the pages of his book of memories, inspecting each page, num page number with the tip of his thumb. With each new page, a flood of memories enters his mind, pushing out everything, taking residence in the moment. His loving parents, his beautiful family, his first kiss, his greatest belly laugh, his first plane ride, the first time he drove in a car, scenes from Howard's End. Finally, he comes to a page with nothing attached. Oh, perfect. Today, I will add a sunset after dinner alone. He rises from his seat, notebook in hand, glass of wine in the other. He traipses over to the steps in front of the cathedral and sits at the top. While gently thumbing the corner of the page, he watches as the flames of sunset burn bright in the sky above, etching into his mind the beating of his heart, the quiver on his lips, every sentiment running through him. He breathes slowly in and out until the sun has taken its leave of the day and the dark of night blankets the sky. And just as that blanket of darkness wraps the sky completely, his phone chimes, a text message from his agent. There is a perfect opportunity for you. The pay is great. I know you just got home, but I need you in Berlin tomorrow. Meet me at the Lux 11 by 6 tomorrow. Ciao. Hmm, he thinks to himself. My work is never done. The end. I have to pull myself together before <laughs> before going forward because it's it's really 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 intense and in the best way in the best sense of the term and and deep. I, I will ask you if you can send send, send it to me because oh. I I need to mm -hmm. to uh, to read it and read it and read it again. Okay. Because so many so many images that uh, I, literally I had like goose goose pimples uh, mm. one after the other one and like my back <laughs> <laughs> like my body was like uh, vibrating like like you were playing me and uh, uh, you're very good thank you thank you're you re you're really very good thank you and i i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the with the thought that uh, uh, with the thought that 
got got to me uh, right uh, a few minutes after the the beginning of the story and yeah. uh, and that got bigger and bigger and more um, with roots more uh, into the ground mm -hmm. uh, while the story was going on going on mm -hmm. that is what what you described is uh, is a kind of um, epiphany mm -hmm. of where I got after experiencing the going away in order mm -hmm. to come back. Mm -hmm. So um, it's it's literally the other of. <laughs> of it mm -hmm. that is a, at that coffee table like uh, going with the flux of the life mm -hmm. of his life and without without having to experience mm -hmm. all the other hip hiccup uh, hiccups and yeah. uh, ups and downs and uh, putting himself into <laughs> distresses and uh, difficulties in, in a way and mm -hmm. uh, uh, that are, I mean, everything is, is making experience and mm -hmm. uh, creating uh, the, the memory and creating uh, the story that that I tell, of course, from mm -hmm. today. But it's um, I, I believe uh, it's one of the strongest uh, belief uh, I have that uh, in the slow side of the world, uh, mm -hmm. the slow side of life uh, is where is where the inner truth rely mm -hmm. and uh, i spent my youth uh, wanting to uh, travel to go away to um, leave that little place uh, where yeah. i was born where everything was far everything was difficult everything you wanted to learn a new score, you had to wait a month because they had to deliver it to you mm -hmm. from a further place. And so yeah. everything was more difficult, but definitely slower. And I, I was always kind of angry with people that was, were perfectly happy with that rhythm and with that kind mm -hmm. of life and i and they always said oh, how, how can you be happy how can you i mean i'm struggling yeah. so much in in trying to achieve what i want to achieve and mm -hmm. and uh, and i i came round mm -hmm. <laughs> 
and uh, I I totally understand uh, the strength of staying the mm-hmm. the strength of the decision of remaining mm-hmm. instead of going away mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't mean that sometimes uh, I mean going away is the answer and, yeah uh, and definitely but there is a, a a power that I embrace since now since many years but there is a, a very, very strong power in uh, in in simplicity, in mm-hmm. uh, in here and now, in this in these words and and expressions of of energy and of life and. And what you picture is is it's it's moving. It's it's really it's deep, and you you really talked with a with a with with a good part of my soul. Mm. <laughs> that that was really really intense but absolutely stunningly beautiful thank you and really feel thank really you. really honored and really really lucky thank so, you that feels good to hear i i try really hard to do justice to my guests and put them in the story in a way that, you know, is impactful to them and they can see themselves. So I'm, thank you. It it feels good to hear that I was able to connect with you that way through the story. It's, it's really, it's it's really a lot, really, really deep. I love so many. I mean, there are, that's why I wanted to. I want to read it again and again because there are so many images that came to me and mm-hmm. and the, the little the way you used little from our end onwards <laughs> into <laughs> in two words and um, but the even the the. The book with no words mm-hmm. on it that you write, which is a, a metaphor mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, <laughs> you I'd... have it in your in your hand. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell yeah, I uh, it that the, the idea of that sort of thing uh, just popped in my head, and I thought it would be beautiful if there was this way to kind of catalog the memories of life without writing anything down and just kind of letting yourself like relive them in, you know, cause like how often do you, when you're walking by and you smell something and that smell takes you right back to, you know, when you were a kid or, um, to a very, you know, special memory or, 
if you hear a laugh that sounds like someone you know and you look around, hopefully, you know, to find your friend. So I just I loved the idea of having this system where you kind of create your own markers and then you trigger things. And so you can just playfully go through and and I thought that would be fun. So but I, I but also it, really love the imagery of how it's blank. It's a memory book that is blank. Yeah. And it's uh, spot on because I mean, we didn't talk about that, but um, so that that's one of the reasons why I thought you you read me through and you you understood uh, many stuff at different mm -hmm. levels because I wrote uh, all my life, even when I was really really young, not long stuff, mm -hmm. not not but here and there i i felt the the urge to take uh, white notebooks and taking notes of moments exactly as you described <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh and 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 cry and it's moving at the same time because i'm turning 48 uh, in mm -hmm. in july and in all these years mm -hmm. uh, when you move a house when you i don't know i was going there is a moment in which one of these notebooks one of these uh i don't know papers uh, mm -hmm. they come up mm. and uh, and i start reading uh, mm reading them yeah. and i find myself into i, I don't even remember that uh, i uh. i took a note uh, of of that hmm. uh, i now it comes to my mind uh, i remember when i i was singing uh, at la scala uh, in one of the productions i sung i sang there mm -hmm. One evening, I I took uh, some piece of paper, and I I started writing down what was for me being. It was 1999, so I was mm -hmm. like 24. And uh, what was for me uh, being in that. Uh, in such an important theater and in, in that moment and singing mm -hmm. that opera, which was uh, Barbara of Seville. And uh, then I descri I'm describing what I hear of the guy singing. In that moment, I wasn't on stage. So okay. of the other person singing there and, and that, I, I found that by chance uh, like a few weeks ago and uh, I, it made mm -hmm. me, it made me, I felt so, uh, I don't know, I, I, it's so sweet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I felt, I felt so I want to cuddle myself of uh -huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> the time. It's so, it's, I mean, and so that's something that, that, that really, really relate uh, to, to me. Yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm so glad to hear that. I love those, those little moments where I can 
and I, I think it, it's, it's literally just, I'm intuiting things about people. It has to be it. Mm-hmm. Cause mm. like it happens, you know, sometimes where I'll write something now like, Oh, well you didn't talk about this, but this is a hundred percent something that I do, you know? So, I mean, that, that feels really good that it, you know, that I chose this facet and it's like a pretty important part of the story because like Absolutely. the last third of it is that. So yeah. And it was, yeah. that was fun for me too, because I got to kind of explore some of the things you've done. I, I watched quite a bit of your performances, like every performance of yours Aww. I could find. I watched, <laughs> uh, and I, I referenced, uh, Le Filmont. Uh, you were a part of, yeah. it looked like an ensemble and you stepped down and you sang your solo and it was beautiful. That was, uh, I decided to stop performing. So I stopped, si- I stopped singing altogether at that, <clears throat> at that moment. Oh, wow. Uh, so I never opened my mouth again for at least, uh, six months, eight months. Wow. Without not open my mouth for well, I was talking, of course, but mm-hmm. yeah, 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 <laughs> for singing, right? And uh, and then uh, you know, universe is is putting together stuff in uh, in strange ways, and sometimes they're not so strange. And so I met uh, through a friend this uh, musician is a. The name is Murray Hipkin, mm-hmm. and uh, is um, is one of the conductors, the fixed conductors and assistants in uh, English National Opera, the London Coliseum, mm-hmm. and uh, he is also uh, the conductor and one of the in the, in the board of this uh, LGBT. Um, one of the oldest uh, LGBT is choirs. Mm-hmm. And uh, knowing my story and the fact that I moved to London and uh, uh, this relationship ended and a new life uh, and mm-hmm. I left singing and, and I say, why don't you, why don't you join us? And it's just singing together and it's like a, very very light rap and uh, we are gonna we are having fun and they organized the, the where they're very very they're actually very very well prepared and very professional the, mm. the, the name of the choir is the the pink singers mm. and uh, and then they asked uh, some members of the um, of the choir where they actually auditioned and they asked me why don't you audition for a, a solo mm. and so i i brought the audition one of the songs that are closest to my heart and that i i sung a lot of times mm-hmm. uh, in performance at that time in all these moment of my life, my dad was uh, uh, found with cancer, mm. pancreatic cancer. And uh, that was all the months in which um, uh, his path mm. 
went through and he died in five months and a half. So wow. that happened in that moment of my life mm. because that concert was in January and he, he died in March. And uh, so uh, that was a moment in which I decided, you know what, I reconnect <laughs> with my voice. I started smoking. Mm. I, I smoked a lot uh, at wow. that, in that moment of my life. Sure. I wasn't training okay. as a singer. So what you hear in that, in that recording is really uh, what... <laughs> What nature, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and 20, 25 years of training and, sure, uh, yeah. and singing uh, around, but, uh, and singing really is something that uh, was connected to, is connected with my heart and with my soul really deeply. Hmm. And uh, I was very surprised that they actually filmed it. Oh yeah. And when they Yes, I didn't know that. And when they sent me that, uh, and I saw, and and I listened to that, uh, and I really, really thought, uh, I believe, after 25 years of performances around the world, I believe that this is one, possibly the most truth, truthful wow. piece of singing that I did. Wow. Wow. And... Uh, so, and you, of course, <laughs> of course, I Mr. picked that one. Picked it, picked it up. <laughs> very, oh, wow. very, very, yes. And this, this is, these are, it's, it's fun because these are all stories that are really, really uh, deeply connected with me, and mm. uh, and we didn't, we didn't discuss any of these. Uh, yeah <laughs> before and so it's it's quite surprising i mean it's fantastic really fantastic right well done thank you thank you um have you ever um eaten at uh angel dior do you know um, this place right next to the l'agnol d'or yes I actually yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's uh, uh yes, I <laughs> it made me laugh because it's I actually lived when I lived in Parma, I lived uh, in a in a street next to uh, Lagnol d'Or. Really? And um, yes. And in the, it's in the very city center of town and yeah. uh, um it, it, i even the moment that you picture uh, the um, this the, the cathedral the mm -hmm. uh, the parma um, main historical church and it's mm -hmm. really really beautiful there uh and that that is a part of town in which even when uh, I was living in London and then coming back mm -hmm. to Parma for work and I was I, I was going there and sitting uh, in a corner of the square and or like on the steps 
in front of the church um, <laughs> and like picturing the the not like filling my eyes with mm-hmm. uh, with the light that is in that place because yeah. all the monuments are white marble mm-hmm. and so when the sky is getting like pinkish uh, or like the sunset uh, colors are reflecting on the buildings on mm-hmm. the monuments uh, and all the all the square is really it's really becoming kind of magical and it, it's a very it's a place again that stays really really close to my heart and that's fun that you picked <laughs> that place <laughs> in order for me to wander with the wander with my my blank yeah. uh, notebook. It's it's uh, surprising. the The thing that made me laugh is uh, the the very end when uh, the the agent call comes in and you have to go to Berlin and and they said oh you know and the agent is saying. I know that you, I know that you just come back, but because that's usually something that I said, uh-huh. so, but I, I'm just back. I literally have my, <laughs> my luggage there. I mean, right. and, and, uh, and I would have wanted all my life to have the coolness that you described in taking that phone call. <laughs> so you have to go to Berlin. Okay. Let's go on with my life. <laughs> I picture really my life in never, <laughs> never, never a moment of rest and the end curtain. Right. And actually, <laughs> in reality, it would have been a lot more of fuss. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, my God, I have to do that. I have to do that. Call that, call that. No, of course, it's it's a poetic, yeah. <laughs> poetical view of but that's something you described something that i really i i would have wanted to have all my performing career for 25 years i would have wanted to react mostly like that though i i did i mean i remember one 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 of the jump ins that i i did as a last minute calls uh, as as a singer i was going to bologna and uh, while going to Bologna, uh, an agent called me and said, "Where are where are you now?" Mm. I said, "I'm going to to Bologna to study." I was uh, training with um, Leone Maggera, which is the conductor and pianist uh, Pavarotti used mm-hmm. uh, and and studied with. Mm. And uh, said, "I'm going to Leone for for studying. Um, can you be in Paris tomorrow?" So it's not that far from what you described. Yeah. And it's not that far at all. Yeah. And I said, oh, tomorrow? I said, yes, there is um, the guy singing Barbara of Seville again. He comes back because mm-hmm. I, it's an opera that I sang a lot. Is uh, sick. And uh, if you can, you, uh, you can substitute him tomorrow evening at 7. When am I, when am I supposed to? To, to fly and then i was on the train next stop was bologna which is three hours far from my my home so i said i i'm i literally left just with a score 
and perhaps a pack of paper tissues and that's uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so when i got to bologna and i got to the the house of uh, of leone he said well, it's absolutely there's absolutely no no point for you to come back to turin and mm -hmm. another three hours train back you just sleep here and we'll find the score of the opera and the so you remember I went to the uh, the airport uh, in the morning and I bought uh, some underwear and I got <laughs> I got to Paris <laughs> and they picked picked me up at the airport and literally closed into the theater because it was like two in the afternoon and the performance mm. was at seven. So I had to learn the entire show in three hours, fit the costumes, see the conductor, and uh, and then at seven I was ready to go on stage, and that's what I did. <laughs> and when I, I was at dinner, then with the artistic director and all the company, the cast uh, mm -hmm. after the show, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, yeah, you did such an amazing stuff!" I mean, you just arrived, and I. I then I after dinner and I walked and it was at Théâtre de Champs-Élysées, mm -hmm. the performance, which is uh, in that avenue, Avenue Montaigne, that uh, uh, is connecting uh, 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 Le Champs-Élysées, where the Arc de Triomphe is, uh, mm -hmm. with uh, the river uh, and where you see at the end of the road, you see the Tour Eiffel. So I was walking my hotel, they booked an hotel there. And uh, while walking home, uh, well, to the hotel, I'll, I was starting to realize that I actually was in Paris. I was walking in Paris. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just sang a performance and, uh, and I was supposed to be in Bologna studying. <laughs> and, <laughs> Wow. And I mean, it didn't happen so often, but it happened many times in yeah. 25 years. And, but that is one of the stories that, I mean, it related to something that you, <laughs> you mentioned at yeah. the end of the story that made me jump a tiny bit and saying, oh, my God, I've been there. I've been yeah. there. I've been there. That's... Oh, my goodness. You're really good. You're really, 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 really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's that that I feel is one of the funniest parts and not like funny, like, oh, haha, that's so funny. It's just one of the most peculiar parts of being a performing artist, how hmm. opportunities are like a day away and you find out about them. Hey, uh, can you be at two o'clock tomorrow at this thing? And it's like eight o'clock at night. I'm like, uh, yeah. yes, yes. I will <laughs> sleep and I will wake up and I will go straight there. You know, it's, it's, it's so funny. Yeah. And I would like at the, when I was at my busiest with acting, there were several times where it was, Hey, um, I want to bring you in to read for this thing. If you book it, it films in two days in another state like you have to fly somewhere are you okay with that and i'm like okay do i have the next six days open whatever yes let's do it you know and so i'll go in and read and then they make you wait until the last second they're like hey 
yes, we're going to use you. You fly tonight to get to, you know, we bought you a ticket for tonight. And it's like, oh, okay, well, let me take a shower and then I'll be ready to go, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. I felt, I felt it was, yeah, I felt it's appropriate to add that just because as performing artists, it's like you, you don't have a schedule. You're, you literally just have moments in the day to yourself and then it's like the thing absolutely the thing is that you get not not that you were talking the thing is that you get used to that Mm -hmm. and i realized that when i uh, many years ago i was like uh, still in the in the mood of uh, or in the on in the urge of mm-hmm. doing stuff or being into places of meeting people of mm-hmm. singing stuff or being performing and um, and even not just connected to the performance you become really really you fill your life with stuff yeah and uh and then you have always the sensation that you you didn't do enough and that's <laughs> It, there is always uh, the, the extra mile that you should have run and, and you yep. didn't do it. And then, okay, but uh, I'm going to put it. And I remember the reaction of people next to me that it was like, God, are you not tired though? <laughs> of like, because when you, t- when you tell me what you are working on at the moment, yeah. or like what, what is your life uh, like at the yeah. moment, I'm tired just in listening. To that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I was like, what are you what are you talking about? I mean, it's normal. It's this is normal. normal. Yes, and and yeah, the, and then you realize that actually, yes, it is normal, but it is not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's normal for you and a very select, very small group of people. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's normal, but perhaps not necessarily normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, you get used to that. You get used. Oh, that's so funny when, when I think about it. My, my wife is a planner. She is a planner. She has her lists of things she needs to do, her wants to do, what she's going to do in what order. She's the planner, planner, planner. I spent so many years just ready to go, like. You need me here? Okay, I'll be right there. Oh, you need me over here? Okay, I'm gonna go over there. I don't I don't really plan. I like I have things like, okay, I wanna get this done hopefully by the end of the week, but I know I could have all of this set and then tomorrow, you know, like hey, can you come in at ten and then again at one and then maybe at four for three different readings or whatever? Can you can you do that? Yes, yes. I mean that's so I had conditioned myself to part of my job as a performer was always available, you know, for stuff. And so it's, it's been fun navigating and not even really making the connection. Just me thinking like, Oh, I'm just a free spirit. No, you've actively been living this life of you. You are not attached to your schedule so that you can, you know, make yourself available to opportunities. So absolutely. Absolutely. No, you, it, it, it train in, in a way it's, it's very useful because it trains you to whatever, mm-hmm. it's like whatever happened, you, I mean, you, you, you can, it's not necessarily equality for all artists or, <laughs> or, or wander around, but mm-hmm. uh, at least it, it gives you the opportunity to get used to a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. 
which is part of the i mean it's part of the meaning of life staying mm-hmm. to the flocks and, and yeah i mean that is pushed to the <laughs> to the extreme because it's not it's not a flux it's like it's like Niagara falls and then you're yeah. in and you're pretending that you're having like a Saturday afternoon swim right. <laughs> so and um, but uh, yes it's it's a great school in uh, in getting in getting used to uh, to what comes around and, and what happens to you in in general and uh, but but yes uh, when when they one of the you you pointed out one of the questions that one of the question one of the expressions that i heard the most mm-hmm. what, since i moved to london that it was like uh, oh and and then you decided to move to london yes why <laughs> what why an Italian living in Italy should move to London? Yeah, exactly. I said, I thought it was hmm, because I would love to move to Italy. <laughs> That's something that happened so many times, so yeah. many times. And but even even my my colleague Chris uh, at the at the artist management company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he loves uh, southern uh, European countries, Spain. Like he mm-hmm. goes in, on holiday in Spain, in Italy. And <laughs> well, when we worked together, and many times uh, in the years, uh, he sometimes was looking at me to like, remember me why you moved to London? <laughs> <laughs> why you left? Why when it was like this? all the, yeah. the those like rainy gray rainy days or like the, those augusts in which the temperature was the temperature was dropping immediately and like uh, the 14th of august was 12 degrees mm. and <laughs> celsius and yes it's you really picked up uh, something that <laughs> so some even some expressions that i i really yeah, I was I was laughing. I was trying to stay far from the mic because <laughs> when you heard that, I said, "I'm moving to why? Don't do that." <laughs> Chiara believes you may you may say like, "Don't do that." Yeah, <laughs> it made, made yeah. me laugh really very much. It, yeah, it's so spot on. It's so yeah. so so intense, so beautiful. Mm. Yeah, it's that whole, um, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? So from Italy, you're thinking like, oh, I want to go to London and stay there. And everyone up there is like, no, I want to go to Italy. Yeah. So. But it has been, it has been a, an experience in terms of, even a, on my psychological training and, mm-hmm. and on the counseling uh, side, because I I met so many foreigners moving to london and definitely so many in, in all these years so many italians that mm. were getting to london and i got to a sort of conclusion that uh, perhaps uh, it's, it's something that you can apply to moving going away in general but mm-hmm. definitely the, it's not for a 
in any direction. I mean, moving to London, in my opinion, in my experience, uh, is uh, you move to London with uh, a burden. Hmm. Because it's a very, very noisy, energetically noisy town in which okay. a lot happens. So the noise that you make, or I can talk about myself, the noise that I make mm -hmm. into the noise of London mm -hmm. got... Mm, uh, people don't notice it. Mm -hmm. And you, especially you, don't notice it mm -hmm. anymore because the, the noise around you is even more buzzing. And, and, and I, I thought about that many times. And, and, and uh, at some point when uh, I was meeting with, the, <laughs> with someone, they said, I, I just moved to London. And I was saying, oh, great, that's fantastic. And so what are you, what, 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 what's your, uh, What's your what's your issue? What's what you're bringing with yeah. you from Italy? <laughs> what are you are you running away yeah. from? And sometimes I well, you know I'm, I'm Italian. I can be very grotesque and very <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least direct. Yeah. But then at the but then at the end there was always something. Yeah. It was like a, I was, and uh, and it is it is. I mean, it is a great, uh, a great and amazing, amazingly great place. But I mean, it's something that possibly you can experience in uh, in a big place like Chicago as well. And mm -hmm. I remember this one of the first week uh, weeks I was in, in London. This friend of mine said, "I would love to to go to listen to some jazz. Where where shall we go?" And I. I opened the timeout uh, uh, yeah. website, and on that evening there were 427 jazz gigs. Wow! From the very very small one, uh, you know, in the pub yeah. to the big jazz event, 427 gigs, and I was like, how? I mean, it's one evening <laughs> and you have, it's not like 20, 427. Where do I begin? It's yeah. like, you just pick one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things I like about Chicago is, especially during festival season, where yeah. every, every Saturday and Friday, pretty much every Friday, Saturday and Sunday, for like five months there is at least one or two festivals every every weekend in the, in the city beautiful. there's there's a bunch so there's you can always just go like oh i'm gonna go and hang out outside where a bunch of people are you know celebrating yeah. something anything let's go oh, that's so, beautiful yeah one of the benefits of a large metropolitan. Well, definitely area. the 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 cultural life for that uh, city like uh, London. I mean, I'm very lucky. Even I mean, not just because I, I work in London as well, but even Turin is a very um, a very alive, mm -hmm. culturally alive place. But definitely the offer you got in a place like London is uh, is mesmerizing because. Yeah. Uh, 
anything you want to learn mm -hmm. or anything you want to <clears throat> find out more you you can find it i mean Mm -hmm. it's uh, there is there is someone that is interested at least there is a person on the on 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 those uh, more than one but a person on those 10 10 million people that uh, express the same desire uh, as you did and mm -hmm. created a group uh, or like uh, a space where you can find out or debate or and uh, so I ended up really in all these years experiencing a lot. But definitely the, the this the thing of of the noise, mm -hmm. the noisy, the, the thing happening yeah. around you can are a great opportunity, but can definitely distract you from concentrating on what's yeah what's the gig what's the gig going on inside you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the characters, the different personalities, and right. the masks right. yeah. that are performing inside you. Oh, man. Um, yes. This is a good place for us to bring things together and wind it down. My guest today, again, has been Max Galliardo. Please uh, visit his website, thebigfatvoice.com. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram there. You can um, also like his Facebook page. Everything is... Um, aggregated on this one website. Uh, also, it uh, you can find links to his coaching and other things as well there, thebigfatvoice.com. If you speak Italian, enjoy the um, podcast. If you don't, find someone that does and have them translate so you can <laughs> so you can both enjoy it in that moment. Uh, but yeah, check him Thank out. Thank you. Check him out. Um, please come back next week for another episode of Other You. For Max, I am D. Follow the podcast on Twitter at OtherYouPodcast. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.